episode 14 of Unstimulate Your Mind podcast. Thank you so much for coming back again. It's uh, Monday afternoon when this podcast goes out. So thank you so much for listening on the platform that you're listening from right now. Could be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, maybe on your laptop somewhere. Thank you so much for coming back to listen again. It's because of all of you who come back to listen every single week that Unstimulate Your Mind podcast is now among the top podcasts on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. That's on the health and fitness category. We're also among the top on mental health category, which is such a cool thing. So thank you so much. I can't do it on my own. It's because of you who click the links that I post on our Instagram page or whatever you find this podcast and click that link and listen for a whole 20, 25 minutes. It's because of you that we are among the top podcasts. Last week, I told you about ratings and reviews and how much they help the podcast grow. I said if you give this podcast a rating on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to the podcast from, it actually confuses the algorithm in a good way and it helps the podcast grow and grow. And so we did that. So many of you gave us a rating on Spotify and I believe that's one of the reasons why the podcast has been recommended to so many other people who eventually listen and come back again and again. And that's the cycle. That's the digital cycle with the algorithm. And so this week you can do the same. If you haven't given us a rating on the platform that you're listening from right now, please do. There has to be a rating button somewhere or a review button. You can just write something down on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. You can give us a four-star rating, a five-star rating. Eventually you'll be able to spread the message wider and wider. We'll even reach a global audience just because of you in that one simple step. On the other side, I'm expanding the review or feedback channel if you're listening on spotify or on anchor or on apple podcast or google podcast there's a link on the description which will lead you to a voice note button somewhere if you want to be part of this podcast by sharing your feedback or sharing your thoughts your deep thoughts on what you're going to talk about today you can just click that button and then you will open a tab on your phone where you can record a voice note when you do that you can send it back to me just by pressing the record button, record something for a minute or less. I'll pick all those voice notes and come up with a segment for next week's podcast where I'll compile them and put them out for all of us to listen. So if you want to be part of that, please go to the link in description and record a voice note and just send it back to me. Today's episode is something that is very personal to me, honestly, and that is imposter syndrome. The question that I'm always asking myself day in, day out, and it's actually hitting more now that the podcast is doing very well. I'm always questioning my credibility. I'm always asking what I'm doing here on this podcast platform, what I'm actually trying to achieve as a podcaster. There are times I wake up in the morning and I open Apple Podcasts and then I see top shows and then... I see mine, even if it's 183 on the charts, I'm like, wow, what am I really doing here? Sometimes I feel like I don't belong on this platform or where I am. Those who know me, you know that I'm a radio presenter and I'm on radio every single day, Monday till Friday for three to four hours. And I'm always asking, do I really belong here? Do I really belong on the podcast platform? Sometimes it gets to a point where you think, well, I'm a total fraud. 
sooner or later, everyone, including you who's listening, is going to find out that I'm a fraud, that I am not good enough, that I shouldn't even be here. If you've ever felt like this before, whether at work, whether in your art, I need to tell you that you're not alone. If you tend to doubt your own skills and your accomplishments, despite what others think, and most of the time they probably think you're doing very, very well, you may have imposter syndrome. It hit me so hard a couple of days ago. There's a friend of mine called Ray. My shout out to Ray if she's going to be listening to this. She is absolutely the best. Make sure you check out Ray. She's a radio presenter here in the country on Sound City Radio. She starts at 6 p.m., I guess, 6 or I'm always on air at 7. So that should be 6 p.m. on Sound City Radio. So make sure you listen to Ray. So Ray sent me a voice note telling me how much she's proud of me for the podcast and how much the podcast has grown which felt really nice. It felt like, okay, I really deserve it. I've done so much. I've put in the work on this podcast. And when somebody sends you something to tell you, hey man, you're doing very well. And I'm so proud of you. You should be proud of yourself too. That part of being proud of myself hit really hard because lately I've been trying to kind of be proud of myself, clap for myself. I posted something on the page where it was actually from a Kenyan content creator who said there's no shame in clapping for yourself it's pretty famous at that quote so it hit me hard when somebody tells me to be proud of myself for all my accomplishments and then imposter syndrome just walks in funny enough it's not actually a mental health condition if you think the way you're feeling about where you are and your accomplishments is a mental health condition absolutely not it's not but this term which is also known as fraud syndrome imposter experience it's actually a description of someone who feels that they aren't as capable as others think and this person fears they'll be exposed as a fraud let me take you back to 1978 there are two psychologists here susan imes and pauline rose who first described imposter syndrome in high achieving professional women more recently experts have found that it's common among both men and women not just in the corporate circle but in many lines of work there's actually one study that found about 70% of all people have felt like an imposter at some point in their lives. And it's growing rapidly in this generation. Imposter syndrome often affects those who are highly capable perfectionists. Among those reported to have this kind of self-doubt are people like, well, Albert Einstein, Serena Williams, the tennis player, has talked about imposter syndrome. Jennifer Lopez has talked about the same. Our girl Lupita Nyong'o has also spoken so boldly about imposter syndrome. Tom Hanks, who's one of the most successful actors, still feels that way. Again, I've shared that imposter syndrome isn't an official diagnosis, but many psychologists realize that it's a serious form of self-doubt. It might not be diagnosed as a disease, but we need to realize that it's a serious form of self-doubt and it affects our mental health in very many ways. People with imposter syndrome tend to also have depression and anxiety too. So that's the problem. That's where we draw the line. If something is affecting our mental health, if all these forms of self-doubt is affecting our mental health, it doesn't have to be diagnosed as a disease. We can just do it ourselves and say, you know what, this is a problem. Let me take you to a couple of weeks ago. And if you're not a football fan, maybe not understand this. But I'll try to explain it in a way that all of us can understand. There's this guy called Messi. Messi is by far the greatest football player of all time. And we're talking soccer, if you're listening in the US. He's the greatest 
football player of all time. He's been playing since 2003 or 2004 professionally. That's almost, let's say, 17 years professionally or 16 years professionally. For 16 years, he's been the best football player in the world, more than half of that number. Literally, for the last decade and a half, the man has been the best for like 10 years. And nobody has done that in history. Nobody has accomplished the things that Messi has accomplished individually, even as a team. Messi is the greatest of all time. The people who say Ronaldo has done this. But Messi is the most talented football player of all time. There's nobody who's had as much talent as he had. Now, recently, Messi moved from Spain. He was playing for Barcelona. And so he moved to France to play for a very fresh team called PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. He went to PSG as the greatest player of all time already. He is now 35 years old, so probably he's going to wind up in the next two or three years. He'll be done with football. So he's gone into this new team having done everything with nothing to prove at all. There's a recent interview that was done to one of the best players in the world right now. There's a French guy called Kylian Mbappe. So Kylian Mbappe was asked about Messi and how it feels to share the dressing room with the greatest player of all time. Kylian says, you know what, he's just there with us. He doesn't shout about his achievements. He doesn't talk about his 15 or 16 years as a football player. He doesn't mention that he's the greatest of all time. He doesn't mention that he's won the Ballon d'Or, which is the best football player individual prize in the world. He's won it seven times, a record seven times. Nobody has done it the way he's done. And so this guy says that Messi just doesn't say anything about himself. Well, we know if you love football, Messi's generally an introvert but he's never saying anything about what he's done he's not even teaching people about football he's just there you might even confuse him for the delivery guy he's just a normal guy very shy never says anything but i was thinking deep about this this is the greatest football player of all time he's one of the richest athletes of all time he's accomplished everything every young football player around the world wants to achieve but he rarely says anything about it even in interviews, is it because he is an introvert or he's shy or is it that he doesn't really believe that he deserves to be where he is? I know that's deep. Is it because he is shy and an introvert or is it because he looks around himself, looks at all his trophies, all his individual achievements and says, maybe I just don't deserve to be where I am. I think I'm a fraud. Maybe he has imposter syndrome. Unless we ask Messi, probably we'll never know. But you get the point. You get the point when I say he is very quiet about what he has accomplished. And that's so many of us. We've done so many things individually. And we're so quiet about them. Not that we should be loud and noisy about our achievements. But deep down, we could be drowning and drowning in imposter syndrome. Which represents a conflict between my own self-perception and the way others perceive you. In this case, the way others perceive us is, hey man, you're doing very well. Like the way I got that voice note from Ray. She says, well, you're doing very well. I'm so proud of you. That's what so many of our friends think. Our colleagues at work, they think we're doing very well. They think we're achieving so much. Your mom says, hey, you know what? I'm proud of you. You should keep going. You should be proud of yourself too. But then there's my own self-perception. I think I'm a fraud. I think I don't even deserve to be where I am. I think I don't deserve to be among the top 10 podcasts in the country or in the world, even as others raise 
praise on our talents. We write them off. We write off our successes. We write off everything that we've accomplished so far. We don't believe that we've earned all these things on our own merit. And so we fear others will eventually realize that we didn't do it on our own. Yet 9 out of 10, we accomplished all these things on our own. We worked so hard. We put in the work. We've blood, sweat, and tears for our businesses to thrive, for our social media accounts to grow. Whatever it is that we are growing or whatever we are doing, 9 out of 10. In this generation, you're trying to do it on your own and you're doing so well. But listen, there is what others think and then there is your self-perception. Let's make it straight here. What others think of us could be the best thing ever. They think we're doing very well. They think that I'm doing so well with my podcast, so they're not the problem. If somebody's calling you in the morning to tell you, hey, you're doing very well. If somebody's telling you, I'm so proud of you, they're not the problem. You know who's the problem? It's you. It's me. I'm the problem because if somebody thinks that I'm doing very well based on what they've heard or based on what they've seen, whether they're genuine or not, most likely they're genuine. If it's somebody who's very close to you and they tell you, I like the way you sing, you're singing very well, that's genuine. But the problem isn't them. The problem is me who has a very, very, very low self-esteem. My self-perception is pretty bad. So when I get these comments, there's a conflict between this self-perception of mine and the way others perceive me. They think I'm doing very well. Your boss thinks you're doing very well. But what do you think? You think you're a fraud. Again, this is not something that can be diagnosed in the hospital. But here we are on a podcast on a Monday afternoon diagnosing ourselves for imposter syndrome and accepting that this is where we are. Because eventually, we'll pressure ourselves to work harder in order to, number one, to keep others from recognizing our shortcomings or failures because we think we are frauds and they'll find out. So we'll work extra hard to try to hide all these clouds of us not being where we are on our own. Imposter syndrome will make you work harder to hide from others what you think they'll find out, which 9 out of 10 isn't even there. It's not even true. Imposter syndrome will make us work extra hard to become worthy of roles you believe you don't even deserve. If you're an actor, you'll have to work extra hard to just get a role that we believed at the beginning we didn't deserve. If it's a podcast like mine, I'm going to have to work extra hard to get to the top 10, a spot that I never believed that I deserved to be. If you're doing business, you'll work extra hard to sell a certain amount of money or to get a certain amount of money which you never believed that you could get. Your mind tricked you that you don't deserve to be where you are or you don't deserve to be in the top 10, you don't deserve to be the best singer in the country, you don't deserve to get the gigs that you're getting, you don't deserve the job that you're getting. So now you have to work extra hard to actually prove to your mind, to yourself, not to other people that you deserve to be there. You know, imposter syndrome will also make you work extra hard to make up for what you consider your lack of intelligence. Because you think you aren't as intelligent as people perceive, you'll have to work extra hard to make up for that. You think you aren't intelligent. You think you don't deserve to be the best in the class if you're in the university or in high school. You're getting the grades in class, but you think you still aren't intelligent enough. So you have to work extra hard to make up for that. Imposter syndrome will eventually make us work extra hard so that we can prove to ourselves that we're enough. The work you put in can keep you going and going in a circle. 
not in a straight line. Your father's accomplishments don't reassure you. Then we consider them nothing more than the product of our efforts to maintain this illusion of success. So when we get recognized, we think it's sympathy or pity. When we get recognized for something we've achieved or for something that we've done, we think it's sympathy or it's pity. Like, hey, they gave me that trophy because they think, you know, I'm just trying and yeah, it's just sympathy. It's not sympathy, you deserve it. And despite linking your accomplishments to chance, you take on all the blame for any mistakes you make. There's absolutely no one who'll diagnose you for imposter syndrome until you actually do it for yourself. Because if you're living a life where even minor errors reinforce our belief in our lack of intelligence and ability, then that's a problem. And over time, this fuels anxiety, depression, and guilt. Slowly by slowly, this high form of self-doubt fuels anxiety, it fuels depression, it fuels guilt, and that's how now we get diagnosed for mental health problems. If you're living in constant fear of discovery, you strive for perfection in everything that you do. Perfectionism is a problem. Please go back to a previous episode where I talked about our minds being traps. That's the episode I talked about perfectionism through a certain book which is called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. You might feel guilty or worthless when you can't achieve something. Not to mention, we'll get burnt out and so overwhelmed by our continued efforts, working extra hard to be at the certain point in our lives where we believed at the beginning we never deserved to be there. And so we're not even proving these things to anyone. We're not proving this to the society. We're proving this to ourselves. Well, anyway, my research tells me that there's no clear cause of imposter syndrome or imposter feelings. Rather, there's a number of factors which are likely going to combine together and it's going to trigger that. Potentially underlying causes include the following. Let me mention some of them to you. Number one, you might develop imposter feelings if your parents pressured you to do well in school, they compared you to your siblings, were controlling and overprotective, they emphasized on your natural intelligence, sharply criticized your mistakes. There is academic success which in childhood could also contribute to imposter feelings later in life. Maybe primary school or elementary school or high school never posed much of a challenge to you. You learned easily and you receive plenty of praise from teachers and parents around you. But in college, you find yourself struggling for the very first time. Or maybe when you're doing your master's or your PhD, you might begin to believe your classmates are more intelligent or gifted, and you might worry you don't belong in college after all. There's also personality traits, because experts are now linking specific personality traits to imposter feelings. And this includes the number one that I've talked about, perfectionistic tendencies. There is low self-esteem or confidence in our abilities to manage our behavior or successfully handle our responsibilities. And also, let's not run away from the fact that Existing mental health symptoms can trigger imposter syndrome. There is fears of failure which can prompt plenty of emotional distress. And many people coping with imposter feelings also experience anxiety and depression. But living with depression and anxiety might mean you already experience self-doubt, a diminished self-confidence, and worries around how others perceive us. So this mindset of feeling less than can both lead to and reinforce the belief that you don't really belong in your academic or professional environment. The line is drawn where, as we've mentioned earlier, imposter syndrome can worsen 
mental health symptoms or even create them because they create a cycle that's difficult to escape. One, two, three, and then back to one, two, three, back to one. But there's another line that we can draw. It's not all common to feel unworthy of a career or academic opportunity you just earned or anything that you just earned because you want that job suddenly. It could be your dream job. It could be something you always wanted to do. All the same, you probably worry that you won't measure up to the expectations or believe your abilities won't match those of your co-workers or classmates or new colleagues. Those feelings may fade as you settle in and get into this role and you get familiar with your environment. Well, sometimes they can get worse, particularly if you fail to receive support, if you fail to get validation or encouragement from the people around you, especially your supervisors, especially your peers. We are human beings. We crave for validation. We crave for encouragement. And so when we lack that, that's where we draw the line. It becomes a problem again. The true imposter feelings involve self-doubt, uncertainty about your talents and abilities, and there's that general sense of unworthiness that never aligns with what others think about you. In short, I think I've fooled all of you into believing that I am someone that I am not. But on the brighter side, what if you find yourself in an environment where your peers fail to make room for you to imply you don't deserve your success? Perhaps there aren't any people of color in your class if you're in a school somewhere around the world. Or your supervisor says women usually don't make it in this job. Or a certain group of people, a certain tribe don't make it in this job. Or women can't do it. And you're a woman. It's entirely understandable that you might begin to feel out of place and undeserving. That might not be imposter syndrome. There's a big difference between secretly doubting your abilities and being made to feel as if your identity makes you unworthy of your position or accomplishments. I think I'll repeat that. I saw that on healthline.com that there's a big difference between secretly doubting your abilities and being made to feel as if your identity makes you unworthy of that position or all your accomplishments. Now, how do we even break out of imposter syndrome? There seems to be only one answer. There seems to be just one answer, which I have kind of tagged on the poster for this episode, and that is clap for yourself. There's no shame in it, but it might not be as easy as we think. But it's actually possible, isn't it? We need to learn to accept our achievements. Listen, this podcast is in the top 10. I accept that from today going forward. You are doing very well in your business. Can you start accepting that? Can you start accepting that you have a great voice when you sing, when you do whatever you do? Can you start accepting that you're really good at your digital skills on social media, that you're bright, that you're intelligent? Whether people tell you or not, you can start accepting your achievements. Can you have all this? Look around you. You have a degree, you have a diploma, you have a PhD, you have a master's, whatever it is that you have, whether it's academic, whether you got it from a conference, you've been there, you stayed in class, you achieved that. You need to learn to accept your achievements. Well, I'm speaking to myself. Honestly, I need to start accepting all my achievements and I need to recognize that I'm worthy of all of them, that I'm enough. We had an episode a couple of weeks ago on toxic productivity and I told it, you're enough whether or not you produce results. And that's one of the things that we need to believe. Well, I need to plug that episode here. Please go back. Look for that one episode on toxic productivity. A reminder that you're enough, whether you're producing results or not. But here's some tips that you can include in your new life 
trying to fight imposter syndrome because it's a journey. It's a whole fight. I hope this ones will work for you because they're kind of working for me slowly by slowly. One is that you can write down all your accomplishments and everything that you're proud of on your diary, where you write down stuff. It's really good to put things down on paper or write down on your phone. Write them down and look at them and just say, you know what, I'm proud of all these things. I got this degree. I got this. I got a promotion at work. My music is doing well outside. My podcast is doing very well. Just write them down. Writing things down helps you a lot psychologically. It just helps you in looking at things from a different point of view. But there's a tip that I got from somebody which works really well, and that is separating your feelings from reality. There's feelings that you feel right now, and then there's reality. The feeling that you're having right now is that you don't deserve to be where you are right now. But the reality says you have a degree or a master's and you work for it. So you deserve it, whether you like it or not. If you know you're prone to imposter feelings, then mentally prepare for them with the reality. We need to be ready to observe and respond to them with, again, the reality. If you're a musician and you doubt that your music is well, then the reality is that you have a million views on YouTube and there's people praising that song. The feeling is the song is bad. The reality is nobody gets a million views on a song on YouTube if it's actually bad. We need to realize that what is happening around us or what's happening in our bodies they're just emotions and feelings. So we need to remind ourselves that we're capable of success, that we were born to thrive. We weren't born to this world to survive. And we're capable of achieving anything that we set our minds to. And could you quit the comparisons, please? Don't measure yourself by other people's achievements because that's one of the biggest causes and triggers of imposter syndrome. For example, on social media, you only see a highlight reel of somebody else's life. This is not a good comparison to my own reality because I might be doing something in my life or I'm not achieving as much in my house. I don't have my house stocked up like somebody has in their social media accounts. But instead, I can focus on being a better version of myself every day. Just quit the comparison. I also need to quit the comparison. All of us, please. Oh, and finally, the most important one is maybe we all need to accept that nobody's perfect. So that we stop setting these unrealistic standards for ourselves or these unrealistic goals for ourselves. We need to understand that hard work will lead to good results, even if they're not perfect. Thank you for listening to the Unstimulate Your Mind podcast. If you're in Kenya, all the best. I know tomorrow is going to be a big day as we go to vote for new leaders. All the best. May we keep the peace and just praying for the country. And please leave a review. Let me know where you're listening from on the voice notes. As I've mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode, I will be compiling some of your voice notes because I saw at least two voice notes from last week. So please, if you want to be featured on the podcast, please send a voice note in just a one minute voice note talking about what you've learned today or your thoughts or your opinion. Because, well, I do all this research, but it might not be perfect as I've mentioned in this podcast episode. So if you have any further notes, something you don't want people to know about their mental health, please don't fail to write to me and maybe if you feel very generous as i've mentioned get us a voice note i'll compile them together and put a very wonderful episode next week and finally make sure you follow us on instagram at unstimulate your mind that's our podcast page it's a community page thanks to all of you who are there there's almost 200 i guess followers right now we're doing very well so thank you so much if you've been there passed by there followed 
liked some of our posts or replied to some of the posts that we do post, especially in the stories, thank you so much. My name is Moses. Have a great day.